0: Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Star Wars
1: Sessions podcast. I oh, he loves a good Star Wars Sessions.
2: Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this
3: is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly.
4: This is when fun against begins.
2: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon. He's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. He wants to talk Ahsoka, but not yet. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker. How you doing, mate?
0: Oi, oi, Savaloy Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. Uh, it's London Film and Comic-Con weekend. So naturally, Ooh. I'm getting buzzed for that. And listen, before we get on to that, yes, guys, yes, we've pushed back Ahsoka again. Um, <laughs> that footage didn't drop. What? What's yeah, going did. on? What's Twitter, going on?
2: Elon Musk said, nah, you got 600 tweets. We're, we're, we're shutting it down for that, those few hours because about three hours prior to when it was supposed to drop you know disney or lucasfilm had had mentioned we've got some ahsoka stuff dropping on their official twitter mm-hmm. channel and mm-hmm. it has been confirmed oddly enough that because twitter wasn't uh, operate fully operational that they weren't going to drop it because that was a that's an hour where they get a lot of views so it's been pushed back possibly i guess to some point this week or who knows? But for the sake of not having an out-of-date show, we've decided to push that one back by a week or two again. But it'll be worth the wait.
0: Yeah, it will be worth the wait. <laughs> it will be worth the wait, you know. Um, but maybe, I mean, maybe it's a little far away, but maybe they'll do it at San Diego Comic-Con. That's when I would do it now. That, when is that? And that, and that? and that is from Thursday the 20th of July, 2023, to Sunday the 23rd of July. It makes sense, so it's in two weeks' time, so you're even going to drop it next week or the week after. If you're dropping it the week after, have a little Lucasfilm presentation at San Diego. Why not? Just do, just do something small. doesn't need to be major. Do an Ahsoka-only pre- presentation. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? Just utilize it. I know a lot of studios are skipping on uh, San Diego, aren't they?
2: This year, but yeah, a lot of that's down to the writers' strike as well. But you can yeah. obviously you can still present without having people there or the talent there. You can still do it. And do you know what? Right. This delay for us it only moves us that bit closer to the series premiering anyway. So if anything, it starts to hype train closer to the uh, to the station. That's true. Next month. Ahsoka yeah. comes out next month. Man.
0: That is wild. Obviously, this <laughs> is the first episode of July 2023. Yeah. Welcome aboard the Spice Train. Um, yeah, LFCC this week weekend, London Film and Comic Con. We're going to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We are going to be in the Star Wars Zone with Other Star Wars people like Phantom Tracks, like Jedi News, Generation Skywalker, Dave the Rave Tree is going to be there with his stall, and there's going to be loads of good stuff. Yes, yes. Is that is that Ross or is that me? That's Jamie Richards. That is Jamie. uh, (laughs) The mouth of the South End. Jamie doesn't even live in South End, I don't think. Jamie Richards. He lives lives close enough, near enough. Yeah, I'll give his address out later. Yeah, well, (laughs) oh, Jamie Richards, yeah, he's going to be there, isn't he? Of course. Um, Listen, we're doing a few panels, guys. We are doing a few panels. Um, These are the ones that are confirmed, okay? It's all been a little bit up in the air, you know, because of guests and, you know, things like that. But on on the Saturday, this is like, guys, put this in the calendar. On the Saturday, London Film and Comic-Con at Olympia, we are going to be sitting down with uh, in- Ingvild? Ingvild dayler Ingvild dayler who uh how how do we know her Matty boy and i better get she, her name right before we interview her but yeah go we'll on
2: have, you'll have to you have to phonetically spell it out on your uh, on your interview cards but uh yeah. <laughs> Daler was the body double uh for princess leia in rogue one at the very end there so she stood in for, for Car- the young carrie fisher big deal that is a huge deal. 14. Very,
0: very, very excited for that. Uh, and then again on the Sunday, we've got another panel. Oh, and that's at by the way, uh, the one with Leia. That's at quarter to two on the second stage. Quarter to two on the second stage, okay? And then nice. on the Sunday, we've got another panel at 3 p.m., second stage again, uh, but we are interviewing Adrian Rawlins and Brian
2: Bovell. Brian Bovell. Yeah. I'm going to go for Bovel. Bovell?
0: I don't know. Bo- 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 Bovel. Bovel. I I bet it is Bovel. He's an actor. Actor, Tor, Tor, tor. Um yeah, one of which is known for uh being uh Harry Pooper's dad. Am Very I right? Try. You
2: are, Very yeah. Adrian Royal ba- baz- was Hazard's dad. He played Doctor Raziv in Andor. And Brian Bovril, B- uh, he played Jen Bok, one of the prisoners in Andor. So it's an Andor-centric theme on Sunday. So I guess we've got a Rogue One actress on Saturday, Andor Sunday. Connectivity here. Yeah? Synergy. It all, right there. It all rhymes. You know, it all comes together. That's how it's <laughs> going to be um we are penciled
0: in to do something on the friday again at quarter to two but we're watching this space i think showmasters are just waiting to sort one or two things out but that may or may not happen okay so just keep your eyes on twitter and instagram for that uh and we got some other news haven't we from the patreon department is that right
2: we did, mate. I had a little knock on the door the other day, put my head in there, any news from Patreon HQ, any new sign-ups, and uh, the unnamed colleague in there, me, looked around gleefully and said, yes, we do have a new patron, Lukey Boy, let's shout him out. Shout out to our latest patron, Liam Pards, P-p-p-pards. Liam Pards,
0: who's joined at the High Ground tier. Yes, Liam, thank you so much for signing up, mate, and welcome, officially to the session's sick eds means the world mate thank you
2: yes thank you mate we've had a, a couple of pints with liam in fact or in his case a coca-cola in portsmouth but great to have you on board uh thank you amon for the recommendation but liam you're an absolute king hope you enjoy all of the content that we've been putting out Lucky boy put out a banging uh journal last week i put out a pretty good jibber jabber last week with you mate aben uh yeah mm. enjoy everything that comes thank you for supporting the show and continuing the future of the sessions but um it's that time of the week again lukey boy where i'm trying to talk to you i'm trying to look at you i'm daydreaming of lfcc but with london in my mind all i can hear is the chimes of big ben kenobi in my ear which we know only means one thing and that is uh, it's galactic news r- 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 round <laughs>
0: Zack Snyder has said his Star Wars pitch was a big ask since it had no pre-existing characters and an R rating, saying that was almost a non-starter.
2: To mark the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, four coins will be released by the Royal Mint Experience, marking the first time characters from the original trilogy will feature on official UK coins
0: and star wars the force unleashed will be available for free to all amazon prime members during the upcoming prime day sales beginning 10th of july hi this is mike quinn i played nine Num in the star wars movies and you're listening to star wars
2: sessions Probably Britain's Greatest Star Wars Podcast. <laughs> now, in the absence of an Ahsoka episode, we thought, well, what can we do which will be just as spicy and leans into that Disney Plus streaming series? Well, we thought we'd do something that we'd be wanting to do for a very, very long time now. Star Wars hasn't been known for its great writing or dialogue, shall we say, across the years with a few snippets or a few sound bites here and there outside Hmm. of the obvious pop culture phenomenons i.e may the force be with you i love you i know and all the rest of it so tonight we thought we'd have a look at the show that brought star wars dialogue to the forefront of contemporary storytelling and it shouldn't be getting more awards than it has been getting it has not so far but we are talking about the speeches and monologues of star wars and or yes the show, mm. it, dude. The show has, you know, it didn't even finish a year ago. I thought this had been out for about a year and a half now, two years, such as the way it's kind of lived with us and become embedded in our in our kind of Star Wars consciousness now. But it's only been, it's only finished like nine months ago, maybe. But uh, Andor was widely um, congratulated by the masses, by the critics, certainly for its new approach to Star Wars, to its approach to storytelling. The fans. Some loved it. Some were a bit lukewarm on it. Excuse the pun. But oh. before we talk about the the speeches, again, just for the newbies out there, all just to get the Andor juices flowing. Now, uh, what you know, what were your thoughts on Andor overall as a series? Uh, before we move into the speeches specifically, come
0: on, come on, come on. Um, Andor is some of the best Star Wars ever. Full stop. um It's yep. not. It's not. It's not for everyone though. But that it's it's intentionally like that, which I, you know, I think is so brave and commendable from Lucas and Star Wars. You know, do I at times wished it had, uh, you know, a few more uh, creatures and aliens? I, still crack up. <laughs> aliens? I still crack up. I still crack up. I still crack up at that. Like you did that joke of like, like at the Aldani high. So like, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> That still cracks me up. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. think there's one or two things missing from it at times, at mm-hmm. times, you know, however, however, you know, is the, is the show a bit slow? Yeah. Is, could it do with a bit more, maybe charm, maybe that's classic Lucasfilm star was charm. Maybe. Yeah. But my word is this show hard to critique. In my opinion, it is it's phenomenal on so many counts the writing is is superb This, this this is a show that can compete with the best of the best and i don't know if if we can get things like the mandalorian the book of boba fett kenobi and andor all in you know the same kind of era you know I don't think that's always a bad thing because it shows that Star Wars can be diverse. Star Wars isn't just like one thing and it's not just goofy and jokey. It's not just serious all the time. It, it, it can be all of those things. So I think Andor is almost the epitome of showing Star Wars and Lucasfilm to, to a certain extent, um, Lucasfilm's extent, um, their their flexibility and actually how many how many things they can do? So that's that's
2: what I think, mate. I, I know you're not a big fan of Andor, though. naff isn't it, mate? Bit ropey, yeah. bit slow, a yeah. bit dropped, mate. It's the greatest. It's so good, man. Uh-huh. In fact, what? you could just say Dandor would call it so good. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. So, it is, though, so, mate. I've been rewatching it in preparation for this show, uh, specifically the episodes which uh, focusing on those speeches, but. I watched the Aldani arc the other day because I had a proper itching to revisit the arc as a binge watch. Andor was a, is a brilliant th- like kind of binge arc watch. It kind it suffered somewhat, I'll say, from the week to week presentation because we had certain episodes, like episodes one and possibly two, where we kind of looked at each other looked at each other during the screen and thought, "What's going on? Where, where's this story going?" And then the Aldani right. arc started, and we thought, "Okay, this is a bit slow." But then, of course, by the time we get to those arc endings, we know now, by the time we got to Narkina, we knew that, okay, we've got the setup, we've got the calm, and then we've got the storm. And it worked like that all the way through. And going back to revisit it, I'll be damned, damned if it doesn't work so, so, so well. Yeah, uh, acting is off the charts. The presentation, like of fi- uh, the visual presentation is superb. The dialogue is great. Everything about it, my man. The design. The the design is great, and like you said, you you brought up a great point, mate. There's too many people nowadays in the fandom. uh, I don't know if we're guilty of this. I hope we're not, but who say, well, you know, if I I love the Mandalorian better because it's real Star Wars, and Andor that's that's not that's that's not real Star Wars. When, like you said, vice versa, or vice vice versa, versa, exactly. Mm. Whereas you said we've had Boba Obes, Mando, and Andor within yeah eighteen months, two years. What a diverse cast uh, slate to have, sorry. And yes, you could argue and say Mando and maybe Boba is, you know, people excitedly playing with their old Star Wars toys, like John and Dave said, kind of bringing them all together. But then you've got Andor, which isn't that. It's totally different and it shows what you can do outside of the kind of like the preordained restraints of Star Wars. And I think the two work brilliantly. Sometimes I want a bit of, you know, Boba Fett riding a rancor fighting Cad Bane. And then sometimes I want, um, well, people eating blue blue noodles in the ISB in Andor (laughs) talking very, very slowly about things which I didn't understand to begin with. Uh, Uh, We need that. And Andor's writing, like we said, mate, is, for me, it's the best writing we've had in Star Wars possibly ever. In fact, I probably will say I think it is the best writing we've ever had in Star Wars in terms of kind of prestige TV. And I'm looking forward to going through the speeches, mate. I don't know about you. Oh, the bloodles. I forgot about <laughs> the Blue Doors. Oh,
0: wait. Yeah, Star Wars, you see. Blue dolls. Oh, that's true. That is true. Maybe Have it's just a bit come- more subtle. A bit yes. more subtle. a Bit more subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, you know, we we were fortunate enough to go to, you know, a couple Andor themed things at Star Wars Celebration, whereas at the uh live stage or the Andor panel itself, you know, Lucasfilm uh showcase, we saw Andor stuff throughout and my words, the 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 love and care that went into this series is so obvious, and yeah, yeah. I I I think that is almost it's almost best reflected through the speeches that occur d- toward the end of the season. And mm-hmm. like you yeah. said, you you know, you already said maybe the first few episodes are 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 the, are the weaker link, and I you know, I think I'd probably agree with you. Um, but my word, the, the, the crescendo (laughs) of this series is so, and it's consciously done, you know, those earliest episodes are meant to be a bit slow. You are meant to be a little bit lost. And then by the end of the series, everything just beautifully comes together. You know, you get the title cards of all the different and or intros, you put them together and it's music. It's a song in itself. Like everything is just so thought of. And well constructed and well intentioned, the speeches. I've used this word already, but they're the epitome of it. So, yeah. mate, we're starting with Nemec's speech, or you know, monologue, manifesto is what they Ooh. call it in 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 this show, right? So we, we're gonna we're gonna start with that, and then we're gonna go on. All the way through others, we've got Kino Lawyers, we've got Lutheran Rails, and Marva's speech. <sighs> we're going to examine all of those. Look at our best bits, maybe bits that didn't work for us, and just—I don't know, maybe—just we'll bounce off of like how it makes us feel. Yes, right? How it makes us feel.
2: And so, yeah, let's. Should we get? Should we get stuck in, mate? Let's do it. Tarkin one a statement, not a manifesto. Well, we're going to play their manifesto now. Before we dump jump into it, here we go, mate. <laughs>
4: There will be times when the struggle seems impossible. I know this already. Alone, unsure, dwarfed by the scale of the enemy. Remember this, freedom is a pure idea. It occurs spontaneously and without instruction. Random acts of insurrection are occurring constantly throughout the galaxy. There are whole armies, battalions that have no idea that they've already enlisted in the cause. Remember that the frontier of the Rebellion is everywhere and even the smallest act of insurrection pushes our lines forward. And then remember this. The Imperial need for control is so desperate because it is so unnatural. Tyranny requires constant effort. It breaks. It leaks. Authority is brittle. Oppression is the mask of fear. Remember that. And know this. The day will come when all these skirmishes and battles, these moments of defiance, will have flooded the banks of the Empire's authority, and then there will be one too many. One single thing will break the siege.
2: Remember this. Try. Mate. What mm. a start.
0: Mm. Do or do not. There is no try. You know that Ooh. Yoda Yoda said that to Luke I think that's because he knew what Luke was capable of. Luke is a Jedi. Luke has powers beyond what are normal. Luke has an unbelievably large potential. That's not to say not everyday people don't have large potential they do but you're not a Jedi. mimics yeah. manifesto is almost like the anti Yoda you know remember this try because that's what we are we're the we're the everyday people we have to try and when you when you look at something like and or when you look at nemic's manifesto and how it you know poetically leads into and we'll find out more about this in season two but how it leads into rogue one and how rogue one is the solid foundation of the original trilogy well that shows us that the original trilogy is 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 built on normal people. It is built on everyday people. Luke, Vader, all all of that can't happen without normal people. And and or just like it doubles down on that. Whether you're on the good side or bad side, it all takes regs. It all takes normal people. They're at the heart of it. And I think this manifesto just you know is. Is the absolute essence of that? I find it inspiring, mate. Inspiring. A a, a monologue from a Star Wars show is 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 you know inspiring me. It's 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 superb. Absolutely superb, Matty boy. Remember this: freedom is a pure idea. My days,
2: my man. And it's so well narrated by Alex Lawther as well. He's a fantastically odd actor. I do enjoy him an awful lot. I love, and like you said, there is an inspiring message behind this manifesto, this speech, and it's you know you're not always going to win, you're not always going to you're not always going to succeed, but don't give up, don't stop, don't give up, try. It's almost like if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. It just takes that one one moment to 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 put a chink into the wall of the dam, and then that dam's going to break eventually, and the empire will fall. I, I I love the I you know I've always referenced it as kind of like the twisting of the knife we know rogue one happens we know a new hope happens uh luke skywalker blows up the death star empire return of the jedi happens we know what you know though what the these bigger movements are going to become like this this one action becomes something bigger we know what that is so as soon as he says that we think of you know luke blowing up the death star the medal ceremony at the end of a new hope and all of that this set and the other now i really 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 like the fact that we also got to hear this as well there was they, they we, he got this manifesto in uh episode six uh, the eye the, uh, the end of the aldani arc and it took to the beginning of the very last episode before we got it and nemex inspired cassian i like to think to be more than just a mercenary as he calls him cassian joins mm. the aldani um group and then you've got Nemec, who's just kind of like wide-eyed idealist. Or if you believe the internet, he's a commie, he's a Marxist, he's an idealist um, who who thinks that Cassian's there for the you know for the greater cause. And when he finds out he isn't, kind of like w- melds that into how he would approach it. And he's like, "Well, you're a mercenary. We need to fight dirty, or we need to fight the Empire with their own tools." Everyone has their place in the in the story, and how that then bleeds into his manifesto, I think, is. It is so important for, for Cassian. It, it it pushed him to act for the bigger picture. Now all, all yeah. of these speeches to me are, are linked in one way or another, leading up to the last one. But for me, this is the one that kind of tells Cassian that you know, don't give up, and also don't be quite so don't be so selfish. Act for the bigger picture. What one, one one act can bring the whole thing tumbling down, the whole empire tumbling down, or can inspire others. So just try and I think it's a really really great manifesto or speech and i think it's really well delivered by alex lawther and fun fact Mm. i was supposed to speak to alex lawther at the tribeca festival three uh, about three weeks ago but i had to work and i couldn't get out of it he had a short film called for people in trouble and i was going to ask him about that but at the end i was going to be like right let's talk some star wars but i never got the chance to because i had to work Uh, so i was going to i would have asked him specifically about this so unfortunately i can't come with a soundbite but my own soundbite is what a great great speech and like you say inspiring for us and for the character of Cassian yeah mate yeah no absolutely and I think another thing that's to me really
0: interesting is that it seems like Nemec is further ahead of a lot of the people around him and a lot of the rebellion maybe throughout the galaxy where he's saying no like the frontier is everywhere you know everyone at this point is probably quite defeatist, quite bitter. And yet Nemec still has this, you know, this fiery spit of hope, right? To quote old big boy Snoke, to quote Ross Sandbridge, like, you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic that this like young guy who isn't your typical soldier, who's probably more of an artist is, is creating this art that can ultimately inspire andor to maybe rethink his position in this whole picture it is this yep. writing is this speech is this manifesto that precisely drives cassian into an ideology into arguably a faith a faith mm-hmm. that one day the empire can be brought down and faith is as we say a lot on the show it is an integral theme to star wars Integral theme to Star Wars. I adore it, mate. And, you know, I love that he says, and remember this, the Imperial need for control is so desperate because it is so unnatural.
2: Oh, Oh. mate. Oppression is the mask of fear.
0: Oh, my days. Come on. Come on. Tyranny requires constant effort. It breaks. It leaks. Authority is brittle. He's saying that it's completely unnatural, especially... Humans, when you think about it, you know, I'm a history nerd. Ru- humans ruling hu- humans is so complex, so, so nuanced. And this writing just summarizes all of that, all of that. It it, it it is really unnatural. It really is unnatural, especially when, you know, it's it's the Empire, a.k.a. the bad guys. Yeah. It's 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 beyond normal, and what I think Nemec is saying here is that well the the, the, the rebellion is natural. This is organic. It's only a matter of time. Freedom's a pure idea. Exactly. So you've got almost machine versus nature. Just summarised in the speech. My days. This is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Remember this. Try. What a, oh. what a speech.
2: Love it. Love it. And that's only the first one, mate. Uh, according to Wikipedia, the whole thing's called the Trail of Political Consciousness. And this was one extract. I wonder if we'll get any more of an MX Manifesto in season two, mate. I'd be interested to see I if they that. go further. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they're going to write it well. The same writers are on board. There's a new guy coming on board who's uh, apparently a big Star Wars fan as well. I can't remember his name now, but uh, same writers. So here's hoping, mate, so Nemix manifesto. This, oh, sorry, go on, yeah. my
0: friend. No, no, no. Sorry, mate. Because the, the irony is uh, as much as I adore yeah, the speech and I adore the monologue or quote-unquote manifesto, it's not really a manifesto by definition. Yeah. It's not really a manifesto. So that's why I think maybe we'll get, you know, more details on it, you know, because it's it's more about policy. It's, it. it, it yeah maybe maybe from a certain point of view it's a (laughs) it's a manifesto (laughs) but you know it's like we need a bit more specifics than that do you know what i mean maybe it's what the new republic was built on or something but anyway i'll ignore it i love it maybe i'm wrong if i am if i've got this muddled up email us let us know but yeah uh we've got some other speeches that are just as amazing and great to dive into and we mate
2: mate let's 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 without any further the next one we're now moving on to the incredible episode just called one way out we haven't got one mate we've got two but let's not get ahead of ourselves let's start now with Andy Circus and Kino Loy addressing the inmates of Narquina 5.
3: My name is Kino Loy I'm the day shift manager on level five I'm speaking to you from the command center on level eight. We are, at this moment, in control of the facility.
1: Is that the best you got? How long we hang on,
3: how far we get, how many of us make it out, all of that is now up to us. We have deactivated every floor in the facility. All the floors are cold. But wherever you are, right now, get up. Stop the work. Get out of your cells, Take charge and start climbing. They don't have enough guards and they know it. If we wait until they figure that out, it'll be too late. We will never have a better chance than this. And I would rather die trying to take them down than giving them what they want. We know they fried a hundred men on level two. We know that they are making up our sentences. As we go along, we know that no one outside here ...knows what's happening. And now we know... ...that when they say we are being released... ...we are being transferred... ...to some other prison... ...to go and die. And that... ...ends... ...today. There is one... ...way out... ...right now. The building... ...is ours. You need to run... ...climb kill you need to help each other you see someone who's confused someone who's lost you get them moving and you keep them moving until we put this place behind us there are 5,000 of us if we can fight half as hard as we've been working we will be home in another time one way out
2: out oh. Andy Circus was the surprise inclusion. Anyway, he wasn't on the cast list. He wasn't on any of the posters, and he just decides to come along and steal the show, mate. Um, before we get into the speech, I mean, whatever we think about the other speeches, what this particular one has done uh, has spawned something with the fandom. Not a, it, two, two moments I remember from Celebration was this is the first one, mate. <laughs>
1: The running of the
2: prisoners, mate. And then maybe my favourite moment for celebration is this one.
1: One way out! One way out! One way out! One
2: way out! Oh, mate, a, b- a bunch of tanked up Brits on the dance floor cantina, too. As soon as the beat dropped, one way. It's become, uh, in the fandom, it's become that like, they've got this is the way, one way out. Everything involves a way, clearly. But it's really captured the imagination of the fandom in, in such a way that we know Gilroy or the Gilroys were taken aback by because we we saw, we've seen them and their interviews where they didn't expect it, it to come to this, but here we are and it's become this phenomenon and great because Andy Circus absolutely eats it here. He is, he is fine dining with this speech and I love the speech for firstly for its simplicity in the sense that it is just a guy who was at the end of his tether unloading it's the confidence that swells from a nervous start when he starts he's mm. like oh well, well we're, we're up here we've got the control center do something and then and you know, casting's like is that all you've got and then suddenly you know the music swells with him he he becomes kino you know this is he, in that moment he finds himself he, he he just wanted to keep his head down and get out of the prison he wanted to do his sentence and leave but faced with that horror and uh, reality of his plight that they ain't never going to get out. He just lets loose and he adopts that leadership position, which at the beginning of the episode, the powered switch to Andor being in charge. He's the one telling him what to do. But I think what this speech does, firstly, is it um, shows that the Narkina 5 didn't, didn't have any fire exits because there's only mm-hmm. one way out. And secondly, it taught Cassian, for me, to be a team player. Now, what, what can a unified squad do if we all band together, we can get out. If we can fight half as hard as we work, we'll be home in no time, mate. And Andy Circus's voice is cracking at the end. There, you can feel that real emotion coming out. Whereas if, if Nemec's manifesto and speech taught cassian that you know one act of insurrection can swell into something bigger, for me Kino's taught him that you know it, you can't you know don't do it by yourself. If we all come together for this shared goal, imagine what we can do. And it, uh, 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 this is one that captures a lot of people's imagination, not just for the one way out, but people really, really enjoy this speech, mate. Uh, and I'm one of them. I think it's powerful stuff.
0: It's so powerful. Give Andy circus, all the awards, give him all the awards, give just yep. everyone who's worked on Andor all the awards. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> yeah, Cause it, and it's I've, I, even now I'm, I'm noticing it's still getting nominated for stuff. Mate, have you noticed yes. that? Loads. I have of, yeah recently this as is as well, this yeah. is a this is a show that keeps on gaining traction uh, and i think it has a lot of longevity to it you know they need to land mm. season 2 they got to land season well, 2 i, I have no they doubt will. they will yeah yeah i don't have a doubt i'm i'm quietly really confident about that but you know you know your confidence is your weakness sometimes overconfidence exactly. is your weakness sometimes sometimes so let's see watch this space yeah, yeah you're right mate you, you you hit the nail on the head mate like it's, it's family it's family, found family, almost forced family. You know, they're forced into this small, uh, you know, unnatural again, concentration of prisoners who have been unfairly sentenced of all ages and creeds and abilities. And they've been living a lie, haven't they? They've been living an utter utter lie and i think what you can really see Mm -hmm. and this is a point i want to continue later what you can really see is andy circus just breaking you know he's believed in the system you know the system is the empire and that's now all just come crashing down and what do you do when that happens well you need to rebel you need to fight you need you need to fight back and that's what's happening and in the show, there's a brilliant moment when you know Kino's saying, "Look, the the the, the floors are cold," and there's a gentleman like looking at the floor. And he he's the first one to just take a leap. You can see it in the in, in his face, yeah. and it's all in the acting. It's all in the acting. Yeah. See it in his face, and he just he he's willing to just risk it, even if it's a lie. He's like, "Yeah, all right. If it's off, let's have a." And he jumps on, and and bang, nothing happens. And they're like, oh, "What?" It's this disbelief, this 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 whole, you know, Truman show environment yeah. just comes crashing down, and it's this almost chemical reaction of one way out, one way out, one way out. And the whole scene, when we rewatched it, mate, the whole scene, like, happens a lot quicker than I remember. You know, mm-hmm. they're out there, they're shooting in the corridors. Everything just happens very, very quickly and of course it leads to the 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 infamous can't swim moment Ugh. which can't is swim. just that th- th- it's poetic that kino gives this gives this speech because he cares and he's willing he's willing to see what happens even if he does or doesn't make it out alive which you know hasn't been confirmed so yeah mate wonderful wonderful speech wonderful speech here and or uh episode 10 right 10th episode one way out
2: that's right mate yeah 10th episode and it's uh we mentioned the music and a lot of props i've got to go to uh nicholas bretel his music throughout this season is outstanding Nicholas Britell was again a celebrated composer. We always talk about, obviously, John Williams and what he brings to Star Wars as a whole, but I don't think it could be underestimated what Nicholas Britell brings to Andor in this. Like, yeah. just in this scene, when when we're listening back, you hear the music swelling uh, as Andy Serkis, you know, again, is he finding himself? as Kino Law, is finding his his inner strength and his, you know, like you say, the realization that everything he's believed or been taught was a lie, and now he's mm. fighting back. He's rebelling. And I think Nicholas Bratel's score is exceptional uh, throughout this, in this moment. And yeah, the, the one way out moment of it all, of course that captures everybody's imaginations and leads to the the charge. You know, again, climb, climbing and looking up and going up is a theme throughout Andor's life, even including Rogue One. Um, Nemec screams at him to climb here. They've got to climb as well. And it's all <clears> against the backdrop of one way out so in that moment yeah Kino has oh. he's inspired Andor so in terms of Cassian he's inspired him now to work together as a as a unified team to achieve this goal we can fight back that poetry but it, poetry. But it also gets everybody else doesn't it mate everyone else in that mm. prison is with him in that moment and mm. it's a popular one mate um, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, more about your thoughts and your favourite one later on but this is a very 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 quality, high quality bit of acting, storytelling, narrative dialogue in Star Wars history. I, uh, I can't believe
0: you also played the audio from the, from the, uh, uh, what's it? Cantina two after party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One, What?
2: That was great. That went that. on for a lot longer as well than what that clip suggests. For <laughs> <It went laughs> yes. minutes.
0: Well, it was like on and off throughout the night, on and off. You yeah. just had one way out everyone just had Welcome a good time. London. We were slapping stickers on people's backs. It was great. <laughs> what, a what a time. What a time. What a time. Uh mate, same episode, episode 10. We get another A-lister celebrity, an actor giving another Absolutely tremendous speech. Uh, this is Stellan Skarsgård's Luther Rails speech. Maybe, let's hear it.
1: And what do you sacrifice? Calm. Kindness, kinship. Love. I've given up all chance at inner peace. I made my mind a sunless space. I share my dreams with ghosts. I wake up every day to an equation I wrote 15 years ago from which there's only one conclusion. I'm damned for what I do. My anger, my ego, my unwillingness to yield, my my eagerness to fight, has set me on a path from which there's no escape. I yearn to be a savior against injustice without contemplating the cost. And by the time I look down, there was no longer any ground beneath my feet. What is my what is my sacrifice? I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them. I burn my decency for someone else's future. I burn my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. Now the ego that started this fight will never have a, a mirror or an audience or the light of gratitude so what do I sacrifice everything oh
0: my
1: days (laughs) oh my
0: word Luthan Rail Rail, you cheeky cheeky man I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them Hmm. oh I mean that's the definition of war isn't it for a lot of people Sadly, lot sadly it is. Sadly yeah. it is, And I feel like a lot of these speeches, a lot of these monologues, and a lot of the writing in Andor can really, really feel relatable to, to, to many people at the moment around the world, whether we're talking about warfare, whether we're maybe talking about something else, whether we're to- talking about internal conflict or family conflict, whatever. And this kind of realization that, that war the espionage has 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 led to Luthen's personality or Luthen's life just being stolen from him. Yeah, and yet he knows know. it's the right thing to do. He knows that this is something that he has to do. He's too far invested, you know, for someone who's 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 fifteen years ago. Written a conclusion in his head, he's gone right. I need to do this, <laughs> you know. I'm damned for what I do. What my 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 favorite line is the sunset one. Yeah, Where's that I burn my life to make a sunrise. Oh, sunrise, sorry. I burn my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. And again, I think maybe. Um, and in my personal life, I'm a pacifist, but like, mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of soldiers and military people, and I'm from a military family. Yep. Um that relate to that. You know, they're you know, they're fighting for other people, not just themselves, but it's for, it's for everyone else. And my word, there's so there is so much to unwrap in this speech that is I'd like to add, pretty short. It's I I I'm pretty sure it's the shortest speech in of the lot that we're looking at is, right yeah. now. I think it's like a minute much. 30. Um, and there's a lot of gaps in this too, which is which is Matty Boy? Get ready for this, mate. It is almost, pretty much, perfectly executed from a, from a from an acting <laughs> perspective. Thank you. Mm. He, like the, he he says, calm pauses, or oh, kindness, kinship. Oh my word, dear. You like the it, level you? of acting here is off the off the chart, mate. It's absurd. Yeah, what are some of your favorite bits from it, mate? Because yeah. I, could, I could just go on and on.
2: It's almost too good to be in Star Wars, and I say that with all the love for my favorite franchise in the whole wide world. This is this transcends almost what we've seen before. Um, so this is yeah, this is the selflessness. This is all about the sacrifice again it plays into Andor's story as well. Um, but what I love about it is we throughout the season, Luthen was this kind of international man of mystery. At one point, he's recruiting Andor. We don't know anything about him. Then he's you know, telling Vel what to do on Aldani and sort of screaming down at her, then he's kind of being all fancy down and putting his wig on and being a an art curator in Coruscant, mm. and moonlighting behind that
4: and we don't really mm. know anything
2: about him we did. we know that he is in we know he is there to topple the empire, but here we finally get an understanding of uh, the man behind the wigs the 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 disguises and everything and he ain't a role model this is this isn't somebody you want to aspire to be based on what he said you know he's he isn't the hero of this story and he knows it which is what i love about the speech when he has when he has to use the tools of his enemy to defeat them you know he's out there having to cause insurrection he's having to cause this uh, you know he's encouraging this oppression in order to get people to fight back so the and of course the the toll that comes from that is uh, obviously doesn't bear thinking about, but he knows. Unfortunately, that is what needs to be done, and he is the guy who's got to be the one saying, "Yep, yep, yep." And to Anton Krieger, the separatist guy, yeah, let let the ISB massacre them because if they know we're coming, they'll know there's a mole in the ISB, which is what this whole thing's about. He's willing to let fifty people die for the for the cause. What we see on Ferix, you know, the uprising there, and on Aldani, he's willing to risk everything to again, had another chink into the arm of the empire. And he knows that. And that's what I love about this speech. This isn't a speech saying, what have I sacrificed everything? And I'm so great because of it. He knows that, you know, he's like you said, a hundred percent, Like his, his life, he sacrificed his life essentially for this. He wakes up every day to an equa- a- equation. He wrote 15 years ago, from which is only one conclusion. I'm damned for what I do. Doesn't matter what happens. Mm. You know that's that's his legacy. He's never going to see the end of it. He's not going to know if this was ultimately successful or not. You know he's going to. He, he he says he yearns to be a savior against injustice without contemplating the cost. I love that as well. I love that. This again, it's kind of like Nemic almost. It's an like idealistic viewpoint. But then right. when you're in the trenches, by the time you look down, there was nothing there. He'd he'd lost himself. I I think this is such a brilliantly written speech and what I also like about it mate is it doesn't necessarily feel naturalistic to me it doesn't sort of feel feel like the thing that if you ask me matey boy you look a bit down what what's up you know if I delivered a speech like this to you in in the pub and be like mate you know i mm. share my dreams of ghosts mate I'm I've made my mind a sunless space it doesn't feel natural and that's but it works in such a brilliant way it's very kind of theatrical and shakespearean which fits the character of Luthan. as we know he hides behind these disguises I really, really like that, and um again, a f- superbly written speech brilliantly portrayed
0: well it, it, to, to just like um to expand on that, it feels mm. to me like Luther as a character is it, it, is in solitude, you know yeah. and he's and I, and I think that's the point of a lot of the speeches he I've made my mind a sunless space, you know, I share my dreams of ghosts I think Ooh. he yeah that to me just screams like he's, oh, he feels he's on his own. Yep. And maybe yep. it's necessary that he needs to be on his own and he can't have those attachments. You know, he needs to be separate. He needs to be individual. He needs to have this space between him and maybe a moral compass at times for this idea of morally what's right, which is yeah. paradoxical in itself, right? But yep. you, you, I, I, I feel like with a speech like this, this is something that's just brewing. This yes, is something I mean, that's oh, He he's thought about all of this, and this is what this is. This is something that goes over his mind over and over and over and mm-hmm. over ag- and over again. And so, when the mole asks him, like, "What do you sacrifice?" like, he, he's like, "Mate, I think about what I sacrifice every single day, every single mm. minute. While well, you've got a family, while well, you've got a missus, and you've got a kid on the way, yeah, yeah. I
2: haven't got any of that. And it, and, it, and oh, yeah. probably wants that, Luthan." We well, had it as well, fine. you know. He did. He, well, I, I think when he, the way he right. said, "What did you? What did you give up?" and he kind of knowingly, kind of almost like ruefully says, "Love," like he had to give it all up. Yeah, of course. And I think what's so
0: poetic about this is that that someone like Stellan is the the almost the prototype. I'm I'm looking for another word, but almost like the prototype for someone like Monmothma. And mm-hmm. maybe someone like Mon Mothma can make refinements on Stellan's situation because Stellan's not in the original trilogy. We know he's probably going to be a goner or he's going to retire, one of mm-hmm. those, right? But but Mon Mothma's making the same calls, is isn't she? She's yep. giving up love. Yeah, and I'm, look, she's married to an Egypt, yeah? Like, we know <laughs> they're in the series, and she's yeah. got a really difficult family circumstance, but she isn't helping the situation. She is, without a doubt, making it worse. Okay, you know, full stop, full mm-hmm. stop. You can't live a life like what Stellan's doing, or Luthen, sorry, or Mon Mothma, and not have sacrifices in other parts of your life. Yep. And I think maybe, maybe someone like Mon is gonna, going to go to take notes oh. and learn from Luthen's character to maybe have a bit more love and a bit more compassion because ultimately that's what the rebellion is for. But maybe you need someone like Luthan to get things going, to make yeah. these very, very difficult decisions. Because this and this is the thing with Andor, this is war. This is yeah. war. This is espionage. This is the real deal. Yep. You know, and that's what he says. He burns his decency for for other people, oh, for someone God. else's future.
2: Oh, my word. You can imagine him in the cockpit of the Fondor, his funky ship, thinking about it, stewing like, you know, I've given up everything for all of you guys and I ain't never going to see it. And you know, it's eaten away at him and it, and it's, and it's turned, it's changed him fundamentally as a person. You know, it has, I'd love to know what Luther was like 16 years ago. You know, he made this equation 15 years ago. I'd love to know what it was like in the kind of Republic era, the clone warsy time. Was he more of that kind of bright eyed idealist? Who's been morphed into this sort of soulless um, beast that he is now machine. I'd love to know more about that. And hey, look, you know, they've probably got ideas for some kind of comic or book about that, hopefully, because I will read it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah that, that quote you mentioned is is fantastic. You know, I burn my life to make a sunrise. I know I will never see. And the ego that started this fight will never have a mirror or an audience or the light of gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing all this and who's going who's gonna to remember me or say thanks? Nobody. But it's what you have to do. Without people like Luthan, there is no rebellion because, like you said, they're the ones who are willing to get their hands dirty. And sadly, and like like you say, in the heat of war, do what must be done, basically, or what they think needs to be done in order to keep this thing going because it probably would have fell long before otherwise. I love that.
0: They're still doing this for the greater good. Greater good. Not,
2: <laughs> not for,
0: a, I mean, again, how brilliantly written. I'll never have a mirror on audience or the like. Of gratitude. Wow. Come on. Wow. And it goes to show Luther's character. And there's another bit on Luther that I want to examine and and, and and bring out in the next speech. Or something that happens in the next speech. You'll know it, you'll love it. it. Happens in the last episode, the finale of Andor season one. This is a special one. This is Marva Andor's speech. Let's hear it. My name
5: is Marva Karasi Andor. I'm honored to stand before you. I'm honored to be a daughter of Therics. And honored to be worthy of the stone. A stranger. as if I can see you. I was six, I think. First time I touched a funerary stone heard our music, felt our history, holding my sister's hand as we walked all the way from Fountain Square. Where you stand now, I've been more times than I can remember. I always wanted to be lifted. I was always eager, always waiting to be inspired. I remember every time it happened, every time the dead... Lifted me uh, With their truth And now I'm dead And I yearn to lift you Not because I want to shine or even be remembered It's because I want you to go on I want Ferex to continue. In my waning hours, that's what comforts me most. But I fear for you. We've been sleeping. We've had each other and Ferex, our work, our days. We had each other and they left us alone. We kept the trade lanes open and they left us alone. We took their money and ignored them. We kept their engines turning, and the moment they pulled away, we forgot them. Because we had each other. We had ferries. But we were sleeping. I've been sleeping. I've been turning away from the truth I wanted not to face. There is a wound that won't heal. At the center of the galaxy, there is a darkness reaching like rust into into everything around us. We let it grow and now it's here. It's here and it's not visiting anymore. It wants to stay. The Empire is a disease that thrives in darkness. It is never more alive than when we sleep. It's easy for the dead to tell you to fight. And maybe it's true. Maybe fighting's useless. Perhaps it's too late. But I'll tell you this. to do it again I'd wake up early
2: and be fighting these bastards from the start
4: fight the empire
2: what a way to end off the finale the old familiar places the speech that has got uh, people talking across the internet well should they have said this should she have said that she says fight the empire and it works ten for a hundredfold better because marva does this speech is why you hire the Gilroys. this is why I hire premium talent like fiona shaw or Stellan and andy beforehand and um, alex author because they can they can bring this to life the words are touching the words are powerful the words are emotive and inspiring in a way like you mentioned with uh the other speeches but without that performer behind them to sell it, and someone like Fiona Shaw, my word, does she bring this to life? I think this speech is it is it, stunning. Do you know what I mean? It's it brings everything together. She, you know, Man- Nemec's manifesto. It takes one thing to to start the fire. Well, you know, here's the match. Bosch. there it is. K- Kino Loy's cry for unity. The whole of Ferex gets together for all of this. Um, this is everything coming and obviously lucid i know you'll mention him so i'll save that for yourself but he's he's there to witness this as well you know the 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 passion unity the the fury the seething anger behind and beneath these words and the realization which i love is when she says i've been sleeping we all have Mm. and now Mm. the empire is here we didn't think that you know we you know we paid the pre more security guys they did their bit you know we were complacent and now the Empire, this disease, has taken control of us and it's here. And and what makes this speech so perfect as well as well, is, is at the end of this episode, or coming towards, it's the build-up, the tension which the team uh, allow to fester throughout. You've got so much going on at once. but yeah, And you've had that beautiful funeral march with that incredible bit of music live on set at the time. During this, you've got our boy Brasso. You've got little little Wilman pack. And Zanwan—they're all kind of. We will get these reaction shots from them. I did have to Google some of the names. Um, we get some great reaction shots of them looking to the sky or looking at each other. Yeah. And the Empire as well, listening to this speech. It is—it uh, is a masterclass in the culmination of what certainly the episode was setting up, but the arc and the season in itself. And I love how it starts as this kind of smaller story about Marva. What as a kid she'd walk these streets and. Um she always wanted to be one of the daughters of Ferrix, and she always wanted to be there for everyone and it ends with this actual you know cry you know call to arms and man, oh man this is a this is a fantastic way to to end the season. I love the way she describes the Empire mate throughout as well you know the the kind of adjectives and the terms she uses. I think this is an extremely extremely powerful speech, my friend
0: no you're right it is very 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 powerful very powerful um i uh, something i wanted to bring up is that during this speech you've got lots of people watching and reacting which is what you've just said and one of those people is luthan and luthan is watching and he he's almost there's a smile on his face. There's a grin on his face because I, I, I think my interpretation of that, and I do think it is open to interpretation for may, maybe, but um, my interpretation is he's saying like in his head, he's going, yeah, yeah, finally, they get it. The people get it. He's, and I think that's, Concluded wonderfully, where, uh, uh, right at the end of the the series, you know, and the last scene is Cassian in the ship with with Luthen, and Cassian's happy to give it all up. Right? Cassian's like it, he he's he's in a place where he's like he's that na- he can now be moulded, he can be used for a greater cause, for a greater good, and you just see a smile from Luthen, and it's the same in this speech. Luthen is smiling. Uh, not like teeth, like cheesy teeth. Like way, <laughs> no, he's <laughs> not doing that.
2: Fight, fight, fight. <laughs>
0: I, 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 I feel like in in the best way possible. He's sobering. He's sobering to the to the point of a hey, a hey, people like he's thinking this Marva, Like yeah, man, she gets it. Maybe These we've people, got a shot here. They get it. Yes, he's thinking. Probably after fifteen years, he's probably thinking. Finally. finally this little planet this little planet this little community in ferrix they get it and i i adore how that's where it begins it's it's community it's township it's it's a village it takes a village to raise a child and it takes a village to change things to 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 create change and i i think that's emphasized at the beginning of this of this speech where you know it doesn't ha- you know the 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 Gil- tony and dan or whoever you know they could have taken all of this out but like marvel saying you know strange i can i can feel as if i can see it you know when i was six i was i was going down this street and mm-hmm. i heard our music i felt our history Holding my sister's hand, it's all painting a picture. It's all yeah. storytelling within storytelling, but yeah. not in a cheesy way. You believe it, you buy into it, and the fact that it it it, it leads into this. You, you know, we were happy to give up our freedom. We were happy to give up our culture. Yeah, we were happy to give up our music. We were happy to then give up our family in exchange for what? In exchange for money? For trade routes? Like? What's the point? What's you know? What's all this? And if I could go back and change things, I would, but I can't. So I'm 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 doing this instead, and this will have to suffice. And everyone's looking around, and it, it, again, it's sobering, isn't it? Everyone's sobering up. The Imperials as well. The Imperials are thinking, hang on. Uh-oh. <laughs> flipping it this is getting a bit deep in it this is because remember the imperials are letting them do this begr- begrudgingly but ultimately draw really yeah yeah absolutely it is to draw Andra, but it's still going ahead but they're still thinking yeah. oh i don't really want to be doing this and and yet it happens they they allow it it's a chink in the armor isn't it it's a weakness they're yep. they're, they're, too, they're too they're too ahead of themselves and, and how this poetically then relates back to what Nemec said that it's unnatural. You can't contain it. You can't contain it. You're trying to do too much stuff. You're trying to cover all the bases. You can't, you can't, you need to work together. You need family. And that's what yep. this speech is about. It's about family and ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the podcast, what is Star Wars all about it is about family. And that's why this speech knocks it out of the park. Um mate. And you know what? I am very happy. I am very, very, very happy that it is not a swear word, uh, the empire. Not F word the empire. It doesn't work, yeah. It does not work at all. If they were to have done that, I would have it would have left, it would have taken me right out of the show. I would have gone, oh, that's a bit weird. Like and almost uncalled for. And
2: it's
0: it's it's so yeah. I just feel like it's beyond it. You know, it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to swear. You know, we get it. It, it made the point artistically, you know, some shows or some actors and some franchise franchises can get away with it. Some mm-hmm. even can't, and they still do it. They still try. Uh, Star Wars, it, come on. It's, it, it, it's a touch of class. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. no, we don't need that. We yeah. don't need that fight. The empire works. I actually cool. think the fight, the empire line is probably the one, the weakest point. Uh, it's powerful, but I think it's the weakest line out of this whole speech. I think maybe it could have been something else, but I totally understand it. I totally get it. And does it land ultimately? Yes, it does. Um, there, uh, it is. this. This is wonderful. There are some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful lines in this, you know, comparing the mm-hmm. empire to a disease that thrives in darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But well, they've never been more alive as well. Alive, mate, as well. Eh? There's poetry Say again? there. There's poetry in that line as well, mate, because episodes and episodes before, I think at the beginning of the Aldani arc, Partagaz, the ISB leader, kind of the, the stoic old geezer, he says, you know, we're not security agents. We're healthcare providers. You know, we we provide, we we, we weed out, the the sickness in the galaxy and we're there to provide symptoms and medication and all that and then oh, right. marva's like no 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 you are the disease in the center of the galaxy and we've let it hit. it's not visiting it's here to stay now like a rust creeping in from the corners i thought that was an excellent kind of uh bit of poetry there that george himself would be proud of you know it's like poetry it, it rhymes i great point Mm. great
0: point brilliantly brought out mate. i that 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 was not something that i picked up so yeah fantastic glad you brought that out mate glad you brought that oh out really? i just think i i it's it's such a wonderful way to end the series you know luthan's realization you've got this speech the music as well just a slow mm. build of the music that then just leads into chaos that leads the into anger. Building. yeah it's it's building. it's all it's the fruition of everything isn't it Yep. everything it's this it's this climactic event this crescendo of just people fighting people fighting for what they believe in or That's not it. even maybe what they believe in just what they know is right and what they know is wrong yep. do you know what i mean yeah. even yeah. there there's a difference right there's a difference mm-hmm. yeah mate it's my days
2: it's something else and and, and during all of that lutheran you know he's, he he's on the outside watching in he's not he's not getting his hands dirty mate that's not his role in this rebellion which we know now he he's watching everybody else um do the fighting whilst uh, he stands there quite safe apart from when woman pack throws that bomb and almost blows everyone to um to hell and back but yeah br- brilliant and like you say the crescendo the culmination what this series did so well is Is it built to these moments one way out? It built to this episode, Rick's Road, the finale, the tension, the writing, the storylines all coming together and culminating in these speeches, which didn't feel showy, they didn't feel forced, they didn't feel unnecessary. They were uh, vital components, they're vital parts of the machine, and they were delivered expertly by Alex, an author, Andy Circus. Stellan, Skarsgård, and Fiona Shaw. Once again, as I've said in this show many times, you get the right people in the right places and give them the right tools. Your job's nearly done. Tony Gilroy and Dan did such a great job and Bo Willimon and the, and the man them with the writing. And there were so many other great moments of dialogue in and or uh, throughout, but these are the four that stand out the most. The problem with having four brilliant uh, speakers, mate, is the question <laughs> I'm about to ask you. And I know you're going to throw it back to me, but if we had to pick one now and said, yeah, oh. that is f- for us, like personally, which one do we think is to stand out the highlight for whatever reason? It, what, what are you going for, mate? Because I have no idea what you think. You have no idea what I think. And I'm so excited to hear this. It's it, this is so tough. This is so,
0: so, so tough. Uh, I think I think I'm going to go with Luthans. Oh, Lutheran Rails. Because it, it's the one that's just resonated and stayed with me the the most since watching episode ten of Andor. Um I think it's relatable to a lot of people, to a lot of different circumstances, and I I I mean it's also punchy. It's not as long as the others, it's it's to the point and it's so well delivered, so well acted. It's gotta be Luthan's, mate. I mean, yeah, but it's it's tight. It's, it's tough, very yeah. tight. And I tell you what, re rewatching the episodes and re-watching these scenes spe- specifically, so we could record this episode mm. of the podcast. It it really every time I watched something like I started with Nemix and then Kino's, I was like, man, this is really good. This, this is good really stuff, <laughs> really good. This might be my favorite one, and then I'd watch the next one, and I'd be like, oh yeah, no, maybe this is my, and then I'd do the next one. Mate, it just goes on and on. And it, it's it's a testament to the quality of the show, quality of the writing of the show, which we've really laboured hard this episode. Uh, let me fry it over to you, mate. What are you oh. saying? What's your favourite
2: speech out of this? Lot? It's, it's tough, mate, because if they were food, you know, old Heston Blumenthal would be serving these up. Um, it's a tough one because <laughs> it, really, it really is hard. Because like you, listening to all of them, I thought I'd had a pre, uh, a pre uh, an idea in my head going into it what they would be. But then I listen and I hear like Nemic and Marva's, they're kind of again, sorry, um, Kino and Marva, they are more almost like from the soul or from the from the mm. gut. Whereas obviously Nemic and um Luthan's, like I said, they're more non-naturalistic, but that is that is not a negative. That's a very much yeah. a positive. Good like you said, it's all just coming out of them. I love how yeah. we have these two different types of Um, deliveries but I'm going to go with Marvel's speech for me mate it was it was a knife edge between them because of what it represents like that Mm. the culmination of all of them in one go expertly delivered brilliantly written what starts off as like a like a this is your life moment leads into a a call to arms you know fight the empire and everything that comes from it what everything it could lead to but I just think the words are so powerfully written and so powerfully delivered it was impossible to not to choose that for me, especially like you mentioned, and yeah, everything's kind of bottlenecking in into this moment during the episode, and it yeah. was a it was a brilliant kind of release. But like you said, mate, it's it, it's paper thin between each form, mm. uh, each of them, and I genuinely mean that. Tomorrow I might pick something else, but I, I think I'll stick with Marvel, mate. Great, great answer, mate. Uh, listen,
0: I might go rewatch Andor all over again <laughs> <What a bad laughs> after thing, this. Is it, mate? I think.
1: <laughs> Hi,
4: this is Mike Evans. I played Lord Grey, the Medicine Man, Ewok in Return of the Jedi. You're listening to Star Wars session, probably Britain's greatest Star
2: Wars podcast. Oh my man, here we go! After all of that, my friend, I think we should celebrate ourselves, celebrate and/or celebrate the listeners by going to have a couple of drinks, a couple of kef beers. Thankfully, the Essex Falcon has pulled up outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. And the only question that remains is, shall we? Oh, let's do it. Ah,
1: Come on, come on, come on, come on. Can I offer you a libation
3: to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? A drink! Give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Parkel Sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink?
2: Yes, for all those new or old to the show, we're going back to basics a little bit here, and we're going to include all of your delicious comments. And when I say all, I mean a handful. But we are back here in the Bantina now to uh, have a couple of kef beers with the greatest listeners in the galaxy and hear your thoughts on our main discussion. So, we pulled a few of your uh, comments about the speeches of Andor from across social media. Lukey Boy, take us away.
0: Yes. uh, First comment is from InstaGram. It's uh, from Tony, that nerd, Tony92, my Galaxy's Edge pal. Uh, He says every single one of those speeches were so powerfully. Uh, what so powerful, especially Marva's speech. I remember I sent a voice memo to you guys about how powerful it was, that it brought me tears, uh, and I had to listen to it in Spanish just to see how the reaction would be. Still powerful. Still brought me to tears and made me want to fight the empire. Love it. Emily Bonner says, I burn my life to make a sunrise I know I'll never see. Makes me feel the kind of emotions I haven't seen, haven't felt since Bill Pullman's pre final battle speech and independence day uh and i uh i replied to emily saying yep very fitting considering it was independence day this week <laughs> i love it i love it love it love it uh and uh narda McTari says moving heart-wrenchingly perfect masterpiece writing and performance need i continue love it love it love it uh we've also got a cheeky voice message from Frederick faith Uh, from Frederick's Figures, right? Yeah. He's a lad. Let's let's give it a listen. Let's give it a listen,
1: Matty
3: Boy. Hello, Star Wars Sessions boys. This is Frederick of Frederick's Figures. And I just can't, I can't stress enough how elevated to the franchise the monologues of Andor are. They're a gift for this entire Star Wars experience. Like, the quality of them and the urgency of them are something that has taken the entire galaxy to a much more elevated place anyway i hope you boys are well and here's to more monologues for season two
0: elevated Mm. elevated i agree what a word to use it i i do feel like it's elevated our galaxy far far away you know um matty boy what else are people saying like on Twitter. Oh, and thanks for sending that in, Frederick. Really yeah, appreciate lad. that. Thank you, Matt. Uh, lad, 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 lad,
2: lad. What, what, what else do people sound on like Twitter and Facebook and that, mate? Uh, Colin Castell said, The Lutheran Rail speech in particular blows my mind every time I see it, the way he delivers it. It's modern Shakespeare. Acting and writing at the very top of its game. Jimmy Adams, the tank, the best speeches in Star Wars for sure. Maybe top five speeches, all-time cinema. So Jimmy's coming in swinging Ooh. there. Um, Jamie Garwood who I met in Lakeside the other day what a king Uh, Stellan Skarsgård's I May Never See a Sunrise one is special great writing by Gilroy and finally Eric Scroggs says they all give me chills the writing and acting in this show is so so good it's all all, all across the board it's uh, it is so so good which we know means (laughs) so so good (laughs) thank you get it right get it right positivity across the board mate not one comment saying yeah it's a bit a bit ropey isn't it not one at all which is testament to the writing but we've we know Mm. what our favourite speeches were but we also put it out to you guys what would you say collectively was your favourite speech
0: Uh, I'll do Instagram first, mate. So 55%, 55%, a majority, just went with Luthan Rails speech, uh, followed by 25% saying Marva Andors, leaving 15% for Kino Lois and 5% for Nemex. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that it's quite similar over on Twitter.
2: Yeah, uh, Luthan Rail, 58%, Marva, 18%. Kino Loy 14%, and Nemec's got 10% this time round. So a little bit more love for Nemec on Twitter. But again, it's, it's like picking between four of the best meals you ever had. You know, you want a bit of all of them. So. so another naughty selection of comments there, mate. We always get the best from our listeners. They are the best. And I can't wait to see what they bring us for next week's discussion.
4: For extra content, go to
2: patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast.
1: Best podcast.
0: Best podcast. Spice is part of the Bada Patreon question section. Uh, to kick us off this week is our boy Lloyd Hunt, who asks this, mate, boy. We're, we're just going straight in free. He says, good, Hello, mate. peeps. Why don't we hear references to Padme or Satine in live action TV shows? Mm-hmm. Will we hear them uh, at all in Ahsoka? Both are huge characters, both with close friends, family members alive in the recent shows. Unless I'm wrong, I often am, uh, and they've been mentioned also, in the bantina, you choosing scampi or bacon fries. May the force be with you, Lloydie. <laughs> what, what are you saying, mate boy? What are you saying? Can you correct her? Can you correct Lloyd at all? Have we have we heard a mention
2: yet, or not yet? Um, well, I was thinking more about the, the crisps, mate. But I'll get to that one. Um, okay. No, we haven't. They, they've. I mean, I've mentioned. I have. I've mentioned this for so long now, mate, on the show. I mean, I've got. In short, why haven't we heard their names mentioned? Got no idea no idea but I've mentioned it enough certainly around Padme because I don't want like cheap name drops as much as I love the a cameo or an easter egg or wink and a an nod here and there I don't want it to be cheap and they just be like oh Padme had a dress like that or there was a senator called Padme who used to swear that deodorant I don't want that but the the mm. like Obi-Wan Kenobi that had ample opportunity to mention Padme in that final fight between Vader and Obi-Wan do you know what would what, what would Padme think if she could see you now well, or something like that um Satine I know people wanted bo to mention Satine in season 3 and I'm pr- I i can not remember if they alluded to her or not but they certainly didn't mention her name I know that but the same applies you know no, 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 don't do it just for the sake of it make it mean something make it weighty uh, if, if anything if this episode shown us anything focus on getting quality writing that hits the mark rather than just scatter gun and throwing out references because they know the fans will love it on social media um But I would be down certainly for Satine I'd love it because it would legitimise the bond between animated and live action which I don't always think is well represented or connected I struggle sometimes uh, with connecting like oh that Anakin is the same one as the one in the prequels and all all this kind of stuff we're getting there now we've got Ahsoka in live action Cad Bane the Rebels gang Um, but actual mentions of main characters like Satine or, or, or things that happened in the Clone Wars for example or Rebels in live action would be a great thing to connect them up a little bit. And, you know, the animated shows are clearly, you know, like we mentioned, there is a, they're, they're as close to a, a tier as you can get in terms of canon. Some of it's just the best storytelling we've had in Star Wars, some of the stuff's there. And look what the Clone Wars does for the prequels. So I would love mm. to see a name drop of both of them, especially Padme, because she's got a huge fan base out there. It's the mother of Luke, the mother of Leia, the wife of Anakin and Darth Vader does seem to be kind of brushed under the carpet in live action of course they've got the books about her by E.K. Johnson but live action has just kind of well been a ghost just sort of died and that was it but I'd like to see I'd like to see more references but they have to be necessary I don't just want them for the sake of it mate but in short Lloyd I've got no idea why they aren't doing it because they've had the chances to do it and I'm going to choose scampy fries mate if you're going to put me on the spot but what about you mate scampi fries or
0: sc- scampi just scampy on its own
2: oh scampi that's on its what own. i got F- it, but um i think you can okay. get scampi fries and bacon fries they're made by uh like an old school manufacturer i can't remember they are now but... I, know the
0: yes. I know the one i, can't think I know the one i'm gonna have a look the in the
2: background one.
0: yeah go on load that up for us i'm more intrigued by that i'm i'm just gonna have a quick google now everyone do it everyone do
2: it at the same fries. time yes, yes.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I know they're the ones that also do the um, probably salt, salt and vinegar like chips, uh, yes. crisps, don't yes, they? Yeah, proper
2: pub mm-hmm, snacks. I'm mm-hmm, going to go scampi, mm-hmm. mate. I do enjoy a bacon fry, but um, and none of them have scampi or bacon in it. But they taste all right. I love it. Love it. Right, straight
0: up. I'm going to go for the uh, bacon, the bacon f- fries. Ooh. I always like that. I've always be one. been. I've I've always preferred Frazzles. Yeah,
2: Prefer
0: frazzle. I love Frazzles. Yeah. I prefer a fla- Frazzles. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> um, well,
0: Lloyd, Lloyd, I, I, I mean, it's not by name, but we did get a reference to Padme in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, didn't we? And, you know, I, I, I thought that was a tremendous tribute. You know, we all knew who Obi-Wan was talking about. And, of course, he can't use her name to protect Leia at this time, right? So, yeah, I thought it was wonderful, wonderful. Maybe a name drop here or there. It's, it's 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 got a suit it needs to it it needs to be organic like what Matty boy said satine yeah I, I could see that happening maybe in a mandoverse project in the future but again is that looking back when we should be looking forward maybe i don't know it needs to be the right circumstance but um is it a little bit odd maybe but this is the way so, <laughs> I appreciate it though Lloyd and we love a pub themed question any day, cheers mate uh, thanks, good use of Patreon question, uh, Matty boy what's good next week. mate, what's next, we've got a naughty one next that's what we
2: got, we have got a naughty one, Lloyd is naughty but this one could be even naughtier no you're all as naughty as each other, Lloyd thank you mate, we've now got a voice message from our buddy Emma and she's got a fabulous question so let's hear it mm-hmm.
1: Hello boys, how are you? So my first Good. ever Patreon Good, yeah. question um is gonna be about clones, obviously. Uh so you know how the clones are all assigned a number at birth, creation, whatever you want to call it. Um and this is supposed to be their identity. But the clones are having none of that. Uh and they give each other a name. Um, and this is usually related to their personality, a characteristic, uh, a skill that they have. Um, if you guys were clones, what nickname or name would you give each other?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a tough one. I'm always here for your groans, <laughs> my man. Um, yeah. <laughs> great question. We know Emma loves a clone. Lucky Boy loves a groan. Um, oh. It's a good question. So if, if we were clones... What would we name each other? Uh, so, my man, yeah. I'm a clone. I've just taken my helmet off. What are you naming me? Um, I'm naming you Big Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not.
0: I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm, I think I'm going to go for... I really like uh, Tech's name. Um, yeah, because he's he's a technician. So, I think because, um, you know, you are a producer of the poddy, you know... Uh, i'm gonna call you producer mate you know and (laughs) in battle in battle you can be producing those kills do you know what Uh, i mean like uh, yes those names that's what i'm gonna go for mate (laughs) the producer not to be confused with
2: the producers no the mel brooks and all that um i'll take the producer though mate i'm having it i'm having it um i don't know what color what color scheme would i be um you what's your favorite what's your
0: favorite color again is it blue
2: i like purple i think
0: oh right i'm gonna give you blue and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm joking I'm, I'm pulling you no we'll put you in we'll put you in a purple purple oh. battalion and oh. and everyone could call you the um the scissor scissor battalion <laughs> you know <laughs>
2: <laughs> i understand that reference yes, yes. yeah better than Dream, but, um
0: yeah. yeah love it mate love it sizzle sizzle
2: um
0: yeah yeah oh uh, producer i'll i'll try and think of a better one because it, it maybe I it's not military it. enough but yeah go on mate you you what, what would you what would you do what would you say <laughs>
2: If this was very, uh, Emma I love the question I love the, the depth and complexity and nuance of it but I knew mine straight away as soon as I as soon as I heard the question I was like oh Luke would be Savaloy <laughs> that would be he'd be Savaloy <laughs> Lone trooper yeah. Savaloy that's, that's what he'd yeah. be he'd yeah, be next to um, Commander Bly Rex Tech McGregor Wolf uh, Gregor Wolf Savaloy there we are it's, that's it there is no more to it it's just Savaloy uh, however you wouldn't be Savaloid coloured, you would be sky blue for, for for Manchester City I'll give you those colours. you would mate. be you'd be Savaloy and I'd love to hear that on the battlefield. Savaloy, incoming. I would be Sava. here for that. Savo. Or oh, oh. yep. if you will. Or Yeah. Savlo. De-, so, de Hunt. De- oh Hunt. Oh. What yep. a great question though. Emma loves the clone, loves a good question. The producer, Savaloy, ready for action. Emma's at LFCC this week, this
0: weekend. So we'll nice. be hanging out with we'll Emma her, as well. That'd yeah. be great, wouldn't it? Right. Always a pleasure. Sweet. See, see you on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Emma. Actually, I don't know what day she's there. But anyway, right, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll go to the pub or something. Um, right. Thank you so much for that clone-themed question. Very cheeky. And last but not least, it's Alan Sosa, who's got a little cheeky question for us, mate. He goes, if you could be related to a star wars character who would you choose if you could be <laughs> related to a star wars character who you choose uh, since i play music max rebo would be my brother Ooh, so there you go they, there's the analogy help. matty boy who are you who are you related to in star wars don't make That's it a really weird. Good
2: question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know re- relations in Star Wars don't often mean what they think they mean. Luke, Leia. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be pretty basic. I'm not gonna say Han so I'm gonna say, I, I would love to be related to Obi Wan Kenobi because he's right. Uh, he's fit. He's a good looking guy. He's force sensitive. I would mate. I'd love to be able to use a force. You know. You see the way Anakin like gave Padme that hair in Attack of the Clones. You know. It's, a real riz right there. And also, he's mm, full true. of quips. He's full of quips. You know Obi-Wan's got dad jokes for days, so I feel like we would have a kinship there as well. So I would pick Obi-Wan Kenobi as my relative, or a relative of, descendant of. What about you, my man? Who have you gone for?
0: I'm going to be related to Bail Organa, because not only is he a lovely, kind man, <laughs> um, he he's he's stacked with the cash yeah Do you know what i mean so we love some dogs. It's, it's it's a no-brainer isn't it because he's a really nice kind man and well, like you yes he's like he's like hello get into my spaceship i've got lots of cash get in the back of my spaceship like, get in the van what? yeah get in the van get in the I'm space here, van man. good old uh good old Bow we'll have to bow you out mate uh thanks mate thank you so much for asking that alan it's a cheeky one we've got an organa and we've got a kenobi so
2: we win -win, both of them together in the obi-wan show so alan (laughs) emma lloyd thank you so much for your patreon questions to kick off july we are going to have we are going to have some more patreon questions next week probably but bartender yeah. Sorry about the mess. This is it. This is going to bring an end to our time here in the Bantina for another week. We're we'll back again, same time again next week for some more filth.
4: Ladies
0: and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! <laughs> Drop my microphone and everything. Oh uh Game, that's right, it's slow sessions game every week. You know it, you love it. We end we, we end the show with a game just to be a bit cheeky. Uh this week it is my turn to host Matty Boy. Do you want to know what you're playing, mate? Do it. <laughs> we it's a simple one, mate. Um how well we're playing how well do you know Andor? Season one,
2: okay. Okay, you know no no Andor, or, mate? I, you and or ors. I think I do, but I don't know. I did have to google some of the names. Let's go. Let's start. Let's start straight away. No googling. Uh, okay. what is
0: the name of the first episode of Andor season one? I
2: have no idea. Uh, <laughs> Frank, it's, um, it? it's tough. Andor season episode one is it just called ferrix
0: No. No, it's not. I respect it. It's a good guess. Uh, it's called Casa. Oh yeah, because we see mm. little Casa. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Uh, do you remember who directed oh. the first three episodes of Andor season one?
2: Oh, you've got you've got Gilroy. You've got Toby Haynes. You've got Susanna. I can't remember her name now, but she was brilliant in Aldani. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Gilroy? Was it Tony Gilroy? It's, what, the first three episodes? Oh, not the first three. I'm going to go for, is it Toby Haynes? Gilroy Tony wrote
0: pretty much all of them, with the exception of a couple. But yeah, you're right, it's Toby Haynes. Very well remembered. I wouldn't have got that, mate. I would not have got that. I would not have got that. Um, Do you remember who else wrote some of Andor Season 1?
2: Dan Gilroy, uh, Bo Willimon... And I cannot remember the last guy's name. There's four people because I looked at this before we went on because I don't think the other oh. guy was coming back. Um, you I don't know what the other guy called. You I don't cheeky. know what he's called though.
0: You cheeky lad. That's yeah. All of those are right so far, and you're yep, only missing Sam one or in or something. It's close. It's it's close. Just because we're cl- we're tight on time, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. It's Stephen Schiff.
2: Schiff, that's it, okay.
0: Stephen Schiff, uh, Schiff, who wrote episode seven of Andor season one. Do you remember the mm-hmm. name of se- of episode seven?
2: That was Andor the first one. one in Narkina, wasn't it? That was the first of the Narkina arc, seven, eight, nine, um, I think. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. The first one... Was it? Was I it? I don't know. It's not. Oh, no, got, it's, is it, it's a bridge. Daughters of, it's, oh, go, it's go on. Bridge, it's a bridge episode oh it's because you've got it's where the um, they spree, go to blackpool that's it on Neamos. um yes and these you know caspians <laughs> just living even the bachelor life any um Ooh. you got uh ferricks you've got the bridge episode uh I, I, again i had no idea so i'm gonna say uh, it's tough um, prisoner <laughs> Good idea. Good, good idea. It's not right, but it's a good idea.
0: I like your, I like your line of thinking. It's called announcement. and never, announcement. never got.
2: That. They announced yeah. it to the galaxy about old. I would never have got it though.
0: Yeah. Do 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 you recall who directed the last two episodes of Andor? Oh, that was um. Oh so no, it's almost you... like a finale part one and two.
2: Was um. It wasn't Susanna. It wasn't... Uh, 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 was it Gilroy? I, no. Was it Tony Gilroy? No. Was it?
0: I, I, as oh, far as, as I'm aware, Tony doesn't was, really direct, I don't think. I the, think it was, oh, was it
2: Toby Haynes again? No. It wasn't, buddy. I can't think of the guy's name. I know it because I watched it yesterday. Benjamin Caron. Caron. Oh, yes. Karen. Yeah. He's not yeah. back for this second season. I know that. Yes. No,
0: I've seen they've got some new directors, haven't they? They've got some new people. Schedules on board didn't again. work out.
2: Apparently, they wanted to get everyone back, but the schedules didn't align. Benjamin's off doing big films now, and he didn't have the time. And interesting to see how that changes it. But nearly, what,
0: nearly. What? What I noticed about um, you know stuff like uh, the the directors of Andor is a lot of them were British you know it's yes. filmed in the UK it's a british production which kind of makes sense but but also um yeah a lot of them naturally being uk based or british or f- you know live in the uk um they they work on a bbc yes. itv productions and other stuff like the crown you know and sherlock and we always said man this show feels british didn't we we we, yep, we always I'm said i'm by that a lot yeah yeah yeah, you know, it's 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 one of those that yeah, it
2: really comes really 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 mm. comes across. And it's consistent it as well, isn't it? Oh, sorry mate. The, the 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 flavor of each episode is consistent, which maybe yes. you can't say about the other shows. Even with different directors it feels like the same story. But Yeah, carry true. on my friend. True. No, no, no.
0: You're right. True, true. Um, but I think a lot of the practical sets and practical effects probably helps with that as well. 100% yeah. And the editing too, the editing. Um do you recall this is a tough one. Do you recall when Andor first debuted? The original air date. You naughty boy. Um, this this really threw me. You know, this really threw
1: me.
2: Good, good. Well, I'll, I'll, sa-
0: it? I'll say this. I forgot. I forgot how long
2: Andor was. Yeah, it's twelve episodes, and I think they right. They kicked off with the first. Did they kick off with the first three? Didn't they? They did. Okay, so I that leaves nine. Twenty sixth of July, June. June? July, oh, July, think, July, July, July. You think nah. Nah,
0: nah, nah nah. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, Because nah, 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 it, nah. uh, it was it was it was after Super Star Wars night. Which was Which was in August. Which was in August, yeah. Is it twenty eighth of August? No. Oh cuz it think, finished in November, didn't it? Yes. It, of course. it was meant to be. I think it was meant to be August and they pushed it back on yeah, yeah. 27th I might, of might, September or something like that. Close enough. 21st oh. of September 2022. Oh. And it went,
2: ran into November, that's right.
0: It ran all the way into I mean deep into November, mate. Deep yeah. into 23rd of November it finished. 23rd Not that long ago. I'd moved house in that time by the way. <laughs> yes, you had in that time, like, I literally moved. I went from I my remember, flat yeah. to my new place. And, like, it, I mean, it was a crazy time. Crazy, crazy, crazy time. And Andor was and, there through it all. Andor, Andor was there for me, mate. Last question. Okay. What is the name of the last episode of Andor, season oh, one?
2: Right. Rick's Road. Come on. There we go. Yeah, boy. We go.
0: Clap, 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 clap. Yeah, yeah. Well done, mate. Good job. Good job. Good and that if that's this week's show. Hopefully, we've all learnt something. Did you play along at home? Let us know how you did.
2: Mm. Probably better than I did for most of it. I got some of them right. But that is that, though. Great game. Great game. That is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions, episode 211. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us? Master Bly Walker they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk search
0: for us on twitter instagram facebook tiktok social media Just search star wars sessions and you will find us there drop us a voice note or a message or a question or just a thoughtful message just a thoughtful thank you i don't know to our email address which is Hello there at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. And please don't forget about that Patreon, guys. We are close to 70 patrons, which I don't think we've ever had. I don't think we've ever had 70. Um, So I think they're like one away so if you if you could be number 70 then like we, we will just go mental we will go crazy <laughs> yeah. patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions or download the app and search for star wars sessions and you'll find us there loads of bonus content it is all sick it's a sick place for the session sick heads. over to you matty boy
2: it is dirty little old sessions punching above that way yeah be like Liam and pard sign up for the patreon but if you just want to support the show for free like you are now keep listening we love it. And also leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice. Just scroll up and do it now. Don't even have to stop listening. Five stars really helps the show grow, gets new listeners in, it gets us up the algorithm and podcast rankings. And it's another way to hear from more of each of you every week.
0: Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Ooh. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your nearest Imperial Mole, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. <gasps> The castle, spicier.
2: Yeah, tell your nearest foul-mouthed Scottish lieutenants from andle <laughs> That this is the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> so, until next time, from me, see ya. And from Luke, may the force
0: be with you always.
2: Luke, he was a sergeant, actually. Oh,
3: Luke. Ah, yeah, come on.
0: Ruth and Lale. <laughs> had to be done. Had to be done.
2: I dig it. Yeah.
1: Is there a problem here, Magistrate? Is there a problem here? What do you think? Not if you serve me a drink. What?